The topics we will be covering in today's episode is electric truck startup Nikola takes on car giants, ground beef sold at Walmart and other stores recalled for possible E. coli contamination, IBM and Amazon will stop selling facial recognition technology over racial bias concerns, and Europe's just eat takeaway to buy Grubhub for $7.3 billion. So since listing on the NASDAQ last week, the U.S. startup Nikola has seen its share price more than double, sending its market value to $26.3 billion, or 20.5 billion euros. The gains came after the firm announced on Twitter when it would accept orders for its pickup truck. The dramatic surge drew comparisons to more established rival Tesla, and Tesla has also seen its market value eclipse traditional competitors, despite having much smaller sales and a long history of financial losses. On Twitter, Nikola Chief Executive Trevor Milton celebrated the share price gains, echoing the social media presence of Tesla boss Elon Musk. Mr. Milton, who is now a billionaire, said he had his sights set on overtaking Ford's best-selling F-150 pickup truck and promised to do his part to be the most accessible and direct executive on Twitter. The firm, which is based on America's Southwest and Arizona, has won financial backing from Bosch and companies connected to the family of Fiat's founder, Giovanni Aginelli. It claims brewing giant Anshar Bush as a client had raised about $500 million prior to its listing, but the company has yet to generate any revenue, which is crazy. It lost more than $33 million in the first three months of the year. And gearing up for its listing, Nikola estimated its net worth at about $3.2 billion. It raised more than $700 million in the debut, which will go in part to building its manufacturing facility. The firm, which has 250 employees, has said it has more than $10 billion in pre-orders for commercial trucks and plans to start delivering trucks next year. It will start accepting orders for the Badger pickup truck on 29th of June. Nikola's share price gains on Tuesday came as the Nasdaq hit another record. At one point, demand for Nikola's shares pushed prices so high that the firm was worth above Ford's $28 billion. Nearly 43,000 pounds of ground beef, including packages sold at Walmart stores, are being recalled because of possible E. coli contamination. The Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service announced late Saturday that Lakeside Refrigerated Services of Swedesboro, New Jersey, is recalling select packages of ground beef produced June 1st. The products, which were sold under brand names including Thomas Farms and Marketside Butcher, may be contaminated with the strain of E. coli 015787 and have an establishment number of estimated 46841 inside the USDA mark of inspection, according to the recall notice. These items were shipped to retail locations nationwide, the notice says. Marketside Butcher products are sold at Walmart. The USDA classified the announcement as a Class 1 recall, which it defines as a health hazard situation where there is a reasonable probability that the use of the product will cause serious, adverse health consequences or worse. The recall notice says the problem was discovered during routine testing and there have been no confirmed reports of adverse reactions 
due to consumption of these products. E. coli can cause dehydration, bloody diarrhea, and abdominal cramps three to four days after exposure, and potentially kidney failure in children under five years old and in older adults. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says. Now the affected products include. One pound of vacuum packages containing Marcuside Butcher organic grass-fed ground beef, and a use or freeze by date of seven one twenty and lot code P five three two nine eight eight two, and one pound of vacuum packages containing four quarter pound pieces of Marcuside Butcher organic grass-fed ground beef patties, and. A use or freeze by date of June twenty seventh, twenty twenty, and lot code P five three nine three four twenty eight, and three pound vacuum packages containing three one pound pieces of Marcuside Butcher organic grass fed ground beef, ninety three percent lean, seven percent fat, and a use or freeze by date of seven one twenty, and lot code P five three nine two nine seven zero. And one-pound tray packages containing four-quarter-pound pieces of Thomas Farms grass-fed ground beef patties, eighty-five percent lean, fifteen percent fat, and a use or freeze by date of six twenty-five twenty, and lot code P five three nine four four ten. And four-pound tray packages containing ten-quarter-pound pieces of Thomas Farms grass-fed ground beef. Patties eighty percent lean, twenty percent fat, and a use or freeze by date of six twenty five twenty, and lock code P five three nine three seven four five, and one pound vacuum packages containing four quarter pound pieces of Thomas Farms grass fed ground beef patties, eighty five percent lean, fifteen percent fat, and a use or freeze by date of six twenty seven twenty, and lock code P five three nine three five twenty five. And one pound vacuum packages containing Value Pack fresh ground beef, seventy six percent lean, twenty four percent fat, and a use or freeze by date of seven one twenty, and lock code P five three nine three zero one eight. Now, to my knowledge, I think if my memory serves me, because I do like to shop at Walmart, these are the basically the beef packages that are in those like tiny little like tubes. Those like plastic tubes that almost looks like a really really chunky sausage, right? I'm pretty certain that's what these packages are, and basically the meat around there. So just don't really bother getting that meat. Now, for me personally, I tend to just eat frozen beef patties, which is completely different than these. So yeah, just be wary when you go buy your beef next time. In the midst of nationwide protests around police violence towards Black Americans, two tech giants have announced that they will no longer sell facial recognition technology to law enforcement after repeated calls from privacy and civil rights groups alleging that the technology affects darker-skinned individuals and contributes to racial profiling. IBM's CEO. Arvind Krishna announced on June 8th that the company would no longer be developing facial recognition technology, stating in a letter to Congress that IBM firmly opposes and will not condone uses of any technology, including facial recognition technology offered by other vendors, for mass surveillance, racial profiling, violations of basic human rights and freedoms, or any purpose which is not consistent with our values and principles of trust and transparency. 
Krishna went on to say that artificial intelligence is a powerful tool that can help law enforcement keep citizens safe. But vendors and users of AI systems have a shared responsibility to ensure that AI is tested for bias, particularly when it's used in law enforcement and that such bias testing is audited and reported. On Wednesday, Amazon announced that it would be implementing a one-year moratorium on police use of recognition, which we mentioned in a previous episode, and Amazon's facial recognition technology. However, the company will continue to supply the technology to organizations focused on rescuing victims of human trafficking and reuniting missing children with their families. We've advocated that governments should put in place stronger regulations to govern the ethical use of facial recognition technology. The company stated, We hope this one-year moratorium might give Congress enough time to implement appropriate rules, and we stand ready to help if requested. Facial recognition technology can be used to identify people in real time, as well as in photos and videos. The technology has been used by the U.S. military and intelligence agencies to identify fugitives and possible terrorist suspects for many years. But its use by local law enforcement agencies to detect and prevent crime has significantly increased. Facial recognition software can, can even identify those who don't have criminal records. According to a report from Georgetown Law, an estimated 117 million American adults are in the facial recognition networks used by law enforcement. The report also estimates that at least 26 and as many as 30 states across the U.S. allow law enforcement to run or request facial facial recognition searches against their databases of driver license and photo IDs, which is honestly a little bit scary. The technology has also been adopted elsewhere, including for use in airports to verify travelers' identities, in banking and finance to counter fraud, and in smartphones to unlock phones, sign into mobile apps, and to verify payments. The increased adoption of facial recognition, particularly by law enforcement, has led to a rapid evolution and expansion of the technology driven by better artificial intelligence algorithms and more training data. After evaluating 127 software algorithms and from 39 different developers, the National Institute of Standards and Technologies, NIST, reported that between 2014 and 2018 algorithms got 20 times better at searching databases for matching photographs. According to a report from Grandview Research, the global facial recognition market was valued at billion in 2019 and was predicted to grow at an annual rate of 14.5% from 2020 to 2027. And even before the protests, facial recognition in law enforcement was already a divisive issue. Fears over the privacy implications of the technology have collided with those of racial bias. According to the Georgetown Law Report, due to disappointment, Disproportionately high arrest rates, African Americans are more likely to be singled out by systems that rely on mugshot databases. Another concern is regarding the accuracy of the technology, which sees variations made across gender and race. A study led by Joy Bulliomani, a researcher at the MIT Media Lab, tested facial recognition software against curated data featuring different genders and skin tones. The results varied, showing that the software was better at identifying males and particularly 
lighter-skinned males with an error rate of less than 1% for lighter-skinned males. But significant errors did arise when attempting to identify darker-skinned women. Software sold by Microsoft showed a 21% error rate, while software sold by IBM returned a nearly 35% error rate. In 2018, the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, highlighted facial recognition's shortcomings in identifying people of color. The ACLU conducted a study using Amazon's recognition software, which incorrectly matched photographs of 28 members of Congress with mugshots of people who have been arrested for committing a crime. These inconsistencies in identifying people of color could further lead to false arrest or instances of police brutality that are already all too common for people of color in the U.S. The ACLU has called on other tech companies to follow Amazon and IBM's lead and stop the sale of facial recognition technology to law enforcement. The ACLU particularly singled out Microsoft after the com- company announced its support for the Black Lives Movement. The world Microsoft seems to want is one where police have an invisible but inescapable surveillance presence in our communities, wrote Matt Cagle, a technology and civil liberties attorney at the ACLU. Where an infrastructure exists to scan your face and identify you as you walk down the street, go to a protest, attend a place of worship, and participate in public life, building a surveillance apparatus this big would have severe consequences, chilling demonstrations, fueling a for-profit surveillance industry, and creating racist watch lists that governments and businesses will use for discriminatory ends. Keiko also highlighted companies that backed out of the AB2261 bill in support of the use of facial recognition by law enforcement and private companies. The bill was blocked last week after opposition from the ACLU of California and other groups. The ACLU had warned that the bill would allow companies to use face scans to deny applicants jobs or from getting financial services and health care. Microsoft has also faced internal calls to stop selling its technology to law enforcement, with 250 Microsoft employees demanding this week that the company cancel its contracts with the Seattle Police Department. Timnit Gebru, a Google researcher who collaborated with MIT's Joy Bulimwani, said in an interview with the New York Times that facial facial recognition is currently too dangerous to be used for law enforcement purposes. When asked whether he thought there was a way to responsibly use facial recognition for law enforcement and security, Gebru replied simply, it should be banned at the moment. I don't know about the future. For now, cities stretching from San Francisco and Oakland, California to Brooklyn and Cambridge in Massachusetts have banned the use of facial recognition. European food ordering firm JustEatTakeaway.com and V said on Wednesday it had agreed to buy U.S. Pure Grub, Grubhub Incorporated in an all-stock deal that, if completed, would create the world's largest food delivery company outside China. The deal would create a company built around four of the world's largest profit pools in food delivery, the U.S., the U.K., the Netherlands, and Germany, the company said in a joint statement. For Grubhub, the deal offers an escape from the antitrust concerns that plagued its talks with the Uber Eats division of ride-hailing firm Uber Technologies Incorporated. 
Uber approached Chicago-based Grubhub in May for an all-stock deal that fell apart this week. In a statement, Uber said the food delivery industry needs consolidation, but that doesn't mean we are interested in doing any deal at any price with any player. Media reports about the Uber offer prompted Just Eat Takeaway to reach out with its own offer, and Grubhub CEO Matt Maloney told Reuters in a phone interview. Dutch-based Takeaway had acquired Just Eat in January for $7.8 billion. Maloney has known Just Eat Takeaway's billionaire chief executive Jitse Groen since 2007, and both companies have similar models based around being a marketplace for customers to find restaurants and order from them, Maloney said. The European firm presented an offer at a price that made the decision very easy. Maloney said, the deal also provides Grubhub financial strength and flexibility. Grubhub's stock price rose nearly 6% in aftermarket trading and just eat takeaway shares closed more than 13% lower in Amsterdam after the companies disclosed they were in talks in the late afternoon. Experts say consolidation is long overdue in the U.S. restaurant delivery sector where demand is surging, especially as many people stay home. Just Eat Takeaway said it expects to close the deal in the first quarter of 2021, pending shareholder and regulatory approval. Chris Sagers, who teaches at Ohio Cleveland Marshall College Law, said a deal between Grubhub and Just Eat Takeaway should win easy approval from U.S. antitrust enforcers. The combined company will be headquartered in Amsterdam, which would be a pretty cool place to be headquartered in. The company said in a presentation that Just Eat Takeaway had 2019 revenues of 1.5 billion euros, which is $1.7 billion roughly, compared with Grubhub's 1.2 billion euros. In a trading update, the company said that order growth was up 41% across the company's main markets in April and May, as basically the whole outbreak led to a surge in use of online food services. Grown founded Takeaway in 2000 while still a student and oversaw the growth through a series of acquisitions, including a 2018 deal to buy the German operations of rival Delivery Hero. The sources will be in the description of this episode, right, where podcasts are available and also the YouTube channel. You can get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood down below. You can learn the four steps to make money online below using just a phone, computer, and a PowerPoint presentation. You can automate your investing with Acorns, which is pretty nice because it just rounds up your everyday purchases. And you can create the best landing pages and sales funnels using ClickFunnels. And you can become a master of your money by going to 40 Feel free to watch more episodes and make sure to leave a comment as to what you thought about each of these different uh, articles and what we're discussing about them. Give your thoughts about it. Feel free to check more episodes as well. And feel free to listen to this on the podcast. And really, this whole thing is pretty interesting, especially with the whole Amazon facial recognition. And basically, the, whole, the main thing about this right is basically be safe while eating beef nicola is basically nicola nicola is basically trying to go after tesla even though it hasn't created a single product or sold anything and basically facial recognition is pretty dangerous and you should be very careful with that i mean just look at china it is basically the most like um security based area ever like it's just completely covered in security cameras where everyone could get caught within like three minutes of just 
Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, feel free to leave a review and DM us on Instagram at 40inbox as to what you would like to learn more about when it comes to money and personal finance and making money. Now, if you want to learn the simple steps to make money online using just a phone or a computer in a PowerPoint presentation, join the free training below. You could join Robinhood and get a free stock worth up to $500 below. And make sure to check out 40inbox.com to be a master of your money. And there are useful tools on there to help grow your money on there as well, like automated investing apps and just free resources that could really help you out. And thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. And this has been the 40 Unbox Podcast.